0: What's going on everybody? This is Joshua Bishop and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? You go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially with a sold-out show. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going the Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Absolution 15. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everless Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Wrestling Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com, slash wrestling cheers and email, if you so choose the desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's Absolution 15. No butters this week, but we got Brock. Hey, yo. So, uh, it's going good. Uh, this was, uh, this was a long night,
1: dude. It was such a long night, but it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, I spent, spent a little time, uh, in the parking lot, staring at the trees, having myself a good old time and then got to go inside and, and w- watch the wrestles dude it was it was so good to like be back at absolution because you know it's been three years since we've been able to experience it mm-hmm. and that's you know absolution 10 was my first show so absolution it always comes of whole kind of holds a special place in my heart so to be back for absolution was amazing
0: so you were at the first absox and now you got to go to absox 5
1: I, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I was i was talking i was telling my girlfriend earlier it's just like it's crazy how long like just to think about how long i've been going to aiw shows now i like you know going from not knowing anybody there to uh knowing the majority of the regulars and mm-hmm. uh the conversations that i get to have at aiw shows are always fun like i i love it i love it so much
0: i mean it's something that i obviously promote a lot and it's something you know partially what this podcast is all about but the fact that you know aw is a community or a family depending on how how you want to put it and i feel like when you come to these shows it's more than just a wrestling show you are coming to like hang out with friends like literally that's the premise of why this is called wrestling cheers because it's that kind of a bar like atmosphere or you i should say a hometown bar type atmosphere where you know everybody and you know you're you're going there to hang out. And it's 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 the same thing. And yeah, like if you like going back to Absolution Ten, like I didn't even know my wife then. Like <laughs> we didn't meet until that January. Yeah. So like it's I remember that day, I remember that fucking venue. And obviously if you look at that card, like a lot of those people aren't around AIW regularly. For for good or for bad, like depending on which ones, but you know,
1: but but then you look at people like Brian Carson and Kaplan, who Absolution Ten was their first Absolution, mm-hmm. and you know here we are, you know five Absolutions later, and they're both in kind of a a key a key spot on the card somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I think the thing with Carson too that I kind of forget about because like he's not he's not necessarily a wrestler anymore. Like he is, but if you consider like how much we see Kaplan compared to how much we see Carson wrestle, like it's, it's a big difference, but still like, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, still both represented on the car. They were there.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, Carson has had a, a key part in that whole Casey and Dom story too. So I, I, he's on, he's on the outside, but he's still important.
0: Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, the, it's crazy just to see how much has changed. But at the same time, it's, like, s- still kind of the same, still kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll always say, like, that was one of my favorite Absolutions. Like, I I don't know if another Absolution can beat it. Because you, I mean, you, you had, obviously, like, starting off early, there was a lot of students. You get a lot of the history. You have some, like, really, you know, Big matches on that card, especially the first Donst versus uh,
1: Nick Gage. Yeah, uh, that was that match was incredible.
0: And then obviously you have the most expensive main event in AIW history. Yep. A match that... If,
1: I just want to say that my favorite match, before you talk about that main event, my favorite match on that card was Eddie Kingston and uh, Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. That match, That's that's the match that got me to keep wanting to come back.
0: And where are they now? Exactly. But I was going to say, with the main event, like that match would be even more expensive if it was today.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: I mean, the only bright side is one of them, uh, their rate probably went down a lot, but that's only because he doesn't wrestle as much anymore. Or
1: at all. Yeah, good old name redacted.
0: Yep, good old name redacted. But yeah, Absolution is just, it's hands down like one of the best shows of the year. I know for a lot of, it's its either this or Rager for a lot of people, but I get like yeah. this is the end of the year big event, but which I should say this has its own like party atmosphere, but Rager is mm-hmm. obviously a party party.
1: R- Rager is different because you don't really have too much of the, like the storyline stuff with Russell Rager as you do with, you know, Absolution.
0: Yeah, You might get a little, but
1: yeah, you get a little bit there, but for the most part, Rager is, you know, a giant party for everybody.
0: And with this show, uh, this particular one, you know, Absolution 15, having it in Akron was perfect. I don't think all like this amount of people would have fit in the Odeon. Like as much as I love the Odeon, cause visually, like if you're seeing pictures of it, you're seeing videos of it. It has this very professional atmosphere because it's, with the lights out and actual regular, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to describe those kind of lights because it's not obviously not regular lights, but still like more of a concert venue instead of gymnasiums and all that, which has yeah. been a big part of AIW, like all that. So this was felt like a big step up. But the big problem about that place is, besides parking, is space. And to have this many people at Tadmore. Whew, it's fucking awesome
1: yeah for sure the beach, it's so easy to maneuver uh at, at the tadmore and uh you know i've i've been on record saying that i'm not a huge fan of tadmore just because i feel like i can't say fuck <laughs> uh but uh it's definitely growing on me a little bit more as as a venue for, uh, for aiw to continue going to so i don't mind it at all i, I said fuck a couple times on saturday i'm pretty sure and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if little kids can flick, flick off the wrestlers, then <laughs> I should be able to say, fuck. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Um, it, it's easier to move at Tadmore, but like as, as packed as it was, there were still some like really bad choke points, which granted like compared to the OD and like, it's, it's, it's still easier, but I know yeah. when I was trying to get out to my car, during the quote second intermission kind of uh there was just this point where like people were some people were standing at the merge table and then you had other people trying to get out and the lane that you went through was like only about two people wide so then you had still people like also like coming in so it's just like it became a clusterfuck and then you had people like also like kind of like standing in in the way and i'm like like know where you're going on top of like if if you're in the way like just move out of the way for now or stand somewhere else for the merch table just because people are really trying to get out and it's just this really bad choke point. But yes, as a whole, it is a lot easier to move around. And the thing is, too, and I, I was thinking this because this was the first time that they had it open, but there, there is that little like bar lounge type thing in, in the back. And I'm like, why don't I mean, there's, there's probably an answer, but why can't we have the big meet and greets there
1: yeah. instead of are, are you talking about the spot where they had. It was set up uh, for the WrestleCon, whatever the thing was that they did there.
0: Yeah, where, like, Booker T was, Joel Gertner, yeah. and Uncle Fit. Yeah, that whole, yeah. that area. Like, this was the first time, like, other than that, uh, where, I think when I went to the restroom at one point, like, I saw, like, the door was open, there were people in there, but it was, like, obviously some Shriners that were in there. And I don't know if they were just hanging out there while shit was going on, or, because there is, like, this back entrance for the Tadmore that is labeled something for the Masonic. I'm like, um, can, can anybody go back there? Like regularly? No, obviously not for the show, but like regularly, like what's, what's, what's the deal?
1: I don't know too much about that place outside of the, the gymnasium section and then the bathroom in the parking lot. Yeah. There's There's yeah. pretty nice trees out in that parking lot too, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. I wish the way the, the way the wind blows through them. It's fun to watch.
0: People have described it as fire. (laughs) But yeah, I think if we would have like meet and greets back there, something big, a big meet and greet like Scott Hall, uh, Johnny, there's another big one recently that was, I thought was there. Oh, Brit, but that was after the show.
1: Uh, Wasn't the Harley race meet and greet line super long too?
0: Yeah, I think it was a little long. I remember with um, Steamboat, I got in line early. That was one of those, like, I'm first in, I throw my shit on my seat, and then I run to the main grid lines. So I don't have to wait a half hour. I can wait
1: five minutes. That's the Steamboat show. That was a good one. I have went back and watched it, but I, yeah, I think I had to work that weekend. I wasn't able to go.
0: Going into this show... Obviously, I take it you because you're not really a meet and greet person. That so you didn't do any meet and greet here.
1: No, I saw Johnny, but no, I didn't. I didn't go up and and talk to him again. I don't. Want, I didn't want to pay to talk to him. I've I've done that enough for free.
0: <laughs> I was going to skip on it. Well, I, I technically did skip on a meet and greet because he was at Time Capsule Toys. I got a new picture with him. I got uh, a figure of his re-signed. So I was like, I was good. And then he's set up right in front of where I am for my seats. And I, when I sit there, I'm like obviously just watching him do meet and greets. And I see on the table, like as actually as I was getting to my seat, there were his last two WWE basic figures. And I needed both of them. For those who don't know, like they came out with one. And then there was a chase that went with it. So same figure, just a little bit different paint. Well, I'm, uh, for the most part, uh, Johnny Gargano figure completionist. I have all of his figures up until those two. So I was like, fuck, I haven't ordered them yet. I'll see how much they are later. So intermission, I did go up because the line to like for intermission was sh- short. Like everybody got their shit in early. Cause that is a thing you do have to realize that sometimes, yeah, some people just do at the beginning of the show and you might not get to do intermission. Cause I don't, people have bitched about that. The rare occasion yep. that does happen. So, um, I do that. Find out their. 20 each and if you want a signature it's 40 so I'm like well I don't want to spend 80 bucks to get them both signed I don't need them both signed but I kind of want one signed so got them both and got the chase signed and it's the only money that I spent at the show I didn't really want to spend anything but when I heard the price and I'm like fuck I'll do it fine so now I have it's
1: the curse of the collector
0: <laughs> yeah so now I have all his figures but the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast did release recently three figures of Gargano, one through them and two through other, like they're like certain st- store exclusives, online store exclusive. I'm like, Ugh. and one of them's triple digits, so Ugh. we'll see how that goes. I mean, I I didn't want to pay for full price for the Britt Baker Chase figure, but when I found one for a hundred even, I was like, yeah, that's the lowest I'm going to find it. <laughs> oh, dude, on eBay they were going for like the cheapest i think was either 110 or 120
1: oh my god uh aren't wrestling figures like 30 bucks if you find them in the store
0: if you find them in the store but chase figures especially AEW ones the aftermarket can be high and finding them in the in the wild can be also very hard because you have people where i don't want to say it's their job but you have people that, that they, they go to the stores first thing in the morning every morning and look through figures and get stuff that was just put out rest wow. his soul like ran this uh, he wasn't necessarily doing it on purpose but tom troll like he worked with i think maybe a beard distributor or something like that where he was going into stores every day and he said like he always checked the figures everywhere everywhere he went and yeah he, that he would find like shit all the time
1: so yeah uh, i can't do it man <laughs> the
0: curse of the collector
1: yeah, can't do
0: it. So if, if if I ever find one though in the store, because I'm now seeing more and more of her her figure out because normally with a chase it's like there's one per case maybe or on every few cases I don't know but I I swear I always see more Britt Baker figures at my local Walmart like maybe one week there's two and then like next week there's three I'm like well you got at least one more in
1: oh, it seems like they give her a figure for every line too so.
0: Uh, not not that much. She's
1: got a few of them out there.
0: She has more now coming out, but like up until very recently, like she only had the one in the chase that was, well, Blood and Guts, that's one is a ringside collectible exclusive. And if you want to buy it at AIW, it's signed, but it's like two something.
1: Jesus.
0: But the story on that is she, I haven't got the direct answer from her, but. I've heard different stories, but it's, like, kind of the same thing. as like, she won't sign them in public type thing. Like, if you meet her at, I think, a regular show or something, she won't sign them, or, like, she definitely won't do, like, beating her, like, actual, like, regular public place, like, crazy airport stalkers that we know. Mm -hmm. But I I would think, and I've heard it is this, like, if you go to a con that she's at, and you pay that price for an autograph she will sign it. Okay. But that's why there's a high price tag on the one at Aiw because it's there's not a ton out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that includes the collecting corner of <laughs> Wrestling Cheers. <laughs> we got that over with. I mean, like, that's the only really thing I did. I did go talk to Cardona for a quick minute, but I didn't buy anything. I'll get to it later. There's a I have a purchase coming up for next week because of something on this show. And I got confirmation they will be available this Saturday. So we'll get to that. All right. Let's get into our first match. A complete unannounced match. We get M-Dog Matt Cross versus TKD versus Riley Rose versus Chase Oliver versus, if I pronounce this right, Commander's? Commander. Commander. I'm, Commander. Okay. Yeah. And versus returning Kringo Loco.
1: This... So... I'm
0: just going to throw out, this is how you start fucking Absolution.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, I looked over at Pam, because Pam asked me, she's like, was this match announced? And I was like, I don't think so. It's like, but, I mean, you pretty much always start Absolution, almost always start Absolution with some type of scramble. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember you know, like Absolution 11 and I think 12 and 13 too, or maybe 13 hit off with Dom and uh, and Duke. But anyways, there's like some just really memorable uh, like Lucha scrambles that opened up Absolution. And so I felt like opening up with a scramble was the perfect way to to start the show off. And uh, I even, I looked at Pam and I was like, you know, it would be it would just be great if, if Gringo came out, you know, because like we haven't seen Gringo since you know before the pandemic, and so to have Gringo in an unannounced scramble, I felt would just make perfect sense. And then like right after I said that, uh, we saw him like walk past the curtain, so we both got super excited. Um, but this commander dude that came with Gringo, uh, holy shit, I want that dude to come back. So like bring him back every month. Oh my god.
0: Okay, uh gotta pulled up on cage match. Absolution eleven did start off with uh actually not a scramble, it was a six uh six man tag. But Laredo Kid, M Dog, and Zima Ion. They defeated Gringo Loco, Steve Payne and Skade Junior?
1: Skaze. Skaze. I remember him. I remember him. Okay, So, not a scramble, but still, like, that's you know, six person lucha, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I give it to you there, like, it's the same but different, <laughs> you're still getting the same right. thing. Uh, you were right about episode 12 as I'm pulling that up, yeah. It did start off with Dom versus the Duke, and there was no scramble on that show, mm-hmm. and then 13. Uh, it, it started off with a scramble, not necessarily a lucha scramble, though. Uh, Lewis Linden defeated. Derek now Dillinger, KTB, Space Monkey, Wheeler Yuta, and
1: Rex Brody. Do you remember that match now? Yeah.
0: And then lastly, Absolute Absolution uh, 14 did not. It had a scramble. I want to say that was the beginning of the second half.
1: That was the one that had Wheeler Yuta in it, right? Yeah,
0: Wheeler Yuta defeated KTB, Lee Moriarty, and Lewis Linden. The opener. Yeah. Was Lure Loser Lee's AIW Big Twan Tucker defeats MJF. So it's, it's, Uh, it's maybe
1: those scrambles are the way to perfect way. I think to open up any anyone but solution, especially
0: if it's not going to be the opener, I'm fine with coming back from intermission with a scramble because that like really brings you back in to the show
1: yeah it's kind there's kind of like so much chaos going on that it almost like you know, you have to be paying attention to what's going on
0: this was a little over twelve minute match but still fucking commander fucking got over quick yeah you did like i don't i don't know the exact ratio of like how many regular fans semi regular fans and newer people a i w there were moments where you could tell, like, yeah, like, that was from people who don't know really what's going on, which is fine. Not shaming people, but you could tell. But when right. fucking, was it Chase, broke up a Commander pin, and he got booed?
1: Yeah. Fuck. And, I mean, that says a lot because of how over Chase is. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I I thought that one was hilarious, because I... I started looking around whenever everybody started booing. I'm like, really? Damn. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, but this this was a hands down fun match. I I don't think we've seen it. I'm gonna try to pull it up really quick, but I want to see a one on one between Chase and M Dog.
1: I don't think I don't think we've seen it either. That would 100 percent is a match I want to see.
0: We saw Chase versus j Pro. God, looking at fucking M Dog's <laughs> cage matches.
1: Whew. Forbes magazine's most travel press
0: yeah fucking you could tell 20 years worth of fucking promotions and it it looks like a well decorated military personnel where they just have like all these fucking bars (laughs) and it's just like every year it's like all these fucking promotions so many
1: different countries
0: okay in the past two years this year in 2021 chase has been in two scramble matches with M Dog. Going back to twenty nineteen. Yeah, I wanna say we've never seen fucking Chase versus M Dog, and that's a match I I realized like in, in the middle of this one, I'm like, I wanna see it. Yeah. But I kind of felt like they had some like pretty good chemistry, just of what we the little bit of what we saw.
1: That was honestly like Chase versus M Dog is a match that I wanted to see, like I wanted to see whenever that scramble for Gangster F got uh announced. Mm-hmm so like whenever i, I saw that i saw that flyer for the scramble and i saw m dog and chase on there i was like that'd be a really good one-on-one
0: yeah i'm fairly certain that they've never looking at like a lot of his match history fucking m dog like just aiw it's crazy some of his mm-hmm. fucking opponents man but i thoroughly enjoyed this match Way of starting up uh any other any other thoughts
1: uh no just uh would like to repeat um, Commander, please come back every every single month. And Gringo, I love Gringo Loco too.
0: I was about to say, Commander, come back. Gringo Loco, come back. I um, made sure I gave him a hug before I left because I used to always love like kind of like bullshitting and chatting with him. He was he's a hell of a good dude. But it was uh, yeah, yeah,
1: he is.
0: It was Chase pinning Riley Rose for the win.
1: Scramble, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh trying to remember the exact comment Chase said at the end of the night when i seen him about him winning and he was like like of course like i was in the match like of course i'm i won type thing like, <laughs> so yeah that great to see him in that match
1: Great it's always him. great to see chase in any match
0: actually I meant to say great to see him win that match but yes great to see him in the match as well obviously <laughs> all right let's move on to the next one Matt Justice versus Big Twan Tucker in an intense rules match. I think one issue we had through the night that the beginning of some of these matches felt a little weak because the matches before it were like really, um, the crowd was really into them. and it was like nothing against the match itself. It was just getting the crowd back into it. I felt that certain parts of the night were a bit of a
1: struggle. Um, I think that's a struggle for a lot of Akron shows, honestly. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, that crowd is just weird sometimes. It
0: could be the percentage of people that aren't maybe regulars. Maybe not even just, like, they're not AIW regulars. They might not be as much independent wrestling regulars.
1: It's your guys that are coming, you know, your fans that are coming because, you know, they saw Johnny Gargano and Matt Cardona on the flyer.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know that's one thing that I've kind of preached to people, because they thought like, oh, now Cardona's gone. We're not going to get those fans. I'm like, no, you're you're still going to get them. They're just going to come for mm-hmm. other people. Yep. Like, those are the people that are coming for Harley Race, and Steamboat, and Gargano, and Thunder Rosa. Like, people like, oh, I saw them on TV. I'm going to now go to this show and see them. I don't know what this company is, but I'm going to go. Yeah. Hopefully they become regulars. I mean, that's, that's partially how I became. I started coming to A.W. was because of that shit. But
1: and hey. we're we're always trying to grow the cult.
0: <laughs> yes, I swear that there should be just one show where we give out free punch. Punches, <laughs> punch is, punch is kind of cheap. I think we get a. It is. You know, we get we get a big punch bowl at the door.
1: Oh shit! The don't drink the punch.
0: Tell everybody it's free, but you can't drink it till the beginning of the main event, and the uh the cue to drink it is thumbs up for Bishop.
1: Hell yeah, brother! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I felt like this match kind of started off a little bit like that, but when shit started picking up, especially with fucking Justice throwing shit in the ring, like that got a lot of people's attention. Like, all right, here we go.
1: Mhm. The uh, brought back the the AIW 3D props yes surfed him right over top of kwan's back whenever he was throwing him into the ring
0: the one chair fucking punches a hole in the door
1: uh whenever the the double door is is that the one you're talking about might have been whenever they had the the door stacked on top of each other and put justice through oh no uh, not that one chair oh they had the one chair the legs went right through the door uh, so like, you know, like they had them stacked.
0: Okay. Yeah. I got the, so, yeah the, so like
1: that, top, that top chair, the legs, of or it went through the bottom door.
0: Oh. Yeah. I just pulled up the result tweet. Yeah. Like you, you could see it like that chair as a whole <laughs> is fucking beat up, but no, it wasn't that it was when justice was throwing chairs into the ring. Like the way it oh. landed and hit the door, like it kind of like stuck it in
1: okay okay
0: <laughs> i don't know if you saw it from your angle but
1: yeah like no, i don't think i did that one chair dude matt, i mean let's just say this matt justice beat the shit out of twan tucker with that one chair and like the the back of it was like all flimsy and like waving around in the air every time he swung it uh-huh. there at the end uh dude twan took a fucking beating in this match but he also wasn't afraid to give one out.
0: Yeah, this this is a side of Tuan we've never seen. Like yeah, we we've saw him, you know, main event wrestle rager and he's been through some shit, but this was a tougher Tuan of getting like punched in the face, slapped in the face and just kind of not flinching. You have fucking justice coming at him full speed and just not budging Tuan. Like uh 2022 Tuan is uh pretty interesting. Like, fuck bench if he was in the fucking hardcore tournament this weekend.
1: Oh, man. I kind of wish he was. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like this side of Tuan. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing him in in more hardcore matches, honestly. I think it kind of suits his style a little bit more.
0: And you know what? I I don't know what else to say about this, but like just with the ending, fucking no one saw that coming. Fucking
1: uh, d- definitely not.
0: Tuan pinning Justice for the win. Like... I thought Tuan was going to take a beating, but still like managed to hold on to the very end, but just justice takes him to the limit. No, he fucking wins.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sending justice through the, the double doors.
0: <laughs> and Tuan was even shocked himself that he won.
1: Yeah. We, we always talk about like, you know, Tuan's facial expressions and how we love watching Tuan watch wrestling. But Watching twan win this match was the best facial expression I've ever seen him with. That one was better than whenever uh, Faye Jackson was uh, was twerking on him.
0: No, nothing ever beats that. (laughs) (laughs) This is a close second, I'll give you that. But nothing beats that. All right,
1: fine. All right, fine. So it goes like if you're putting them with like three, two, one spot. The three spot is um, him getting forked by. John Thorne at Wrestle Rager and then the two the, the two spot is uh, him beating Matt Justice at Absolution and then the one spot is him and Faye.
0: Yeah that that whole match is, is number 1. <laughs> That's on fucking iwtv. I need to sit down and rewatch it cuz I love I love that fucking match.
1: It is uh they uh, they just put Beer Bash up uh not too long ago cuz I just I I wasn't at that show. and I just watched it whenever it got put up on iwtv.
0: Oh, you just watched it! Oh my God!
1: Yeah, I just watched it. I don't know, maybe about a month ago.
0: To be there live, like as soon as that match was announced, it's like, oh my God, here we go, <laughs> here we fucking go. <laughs> and every so once in a while, when like uh, Faye posts like a pretty sexy picture of her, I will post the fucking Tuan reaction <laughs> of him with his like hands over his head, like, oh. <gasps> Just because I'm like, I I think of Big Twan in those moments of how he would react. Any more on Twan and Justice?
1: No, I I don't really know what all you can say. It was it was a good match. Go back and watch it if you didn't get to see it.
0: Alright, let's move on to the next one. Wes Barkley versus the Duke, and the Duke with the absolute greatest entrance and not Absolution history, but in a I W history, coming out like a king. I don't know the exact word for where people are carrying your throne. I think of uh Macho Man, Macho King, and I think of WrestleMania 9, but that was fucking awesome.
1: So, before the show started. Uh, because Kurt has not been to the Akron venue or he was, I think he might've been there once, but he said he didn't really pay attention to like the paintings on the walls. And he looked at me and he's like, what, what was that? He's like, what was that outdoor WrestleMania? I was like WrestleMania nine. And like, yeah, he's like, man, who's going to ride in here on an elephant. So I think that Duke doing that, doing that entrance in that building was absolutely perfect.
0: Man, I didn't even think about that fucking background, but god, you're right. Or he's right.
1: That fucking Yeah, yeah that was all Kurt. And he even I mean, he said he said all that before the show even started. So yeah. We we didn't even know what Duke had planned yet.
0: If I would have said that before the show and the and seen the Duke come out like that, my jaw would have dropped.
1: <laughs> Uh, me and Kurt were enjoying some extracurriculars a little too much to, I think, really <laughs> put it together until I, I, did just now.
0: Staring at some amazing trees.
1: Dude, those trees were so fucking cool.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that fucking entrance. Uh, I mean, I want to go back and uh, rewatch it on IWTV. Just, yeah, I want to hear the commentary of what was said and all that. Like that. uh but I kind of mentioned something earlier of like, I got a purchase that I'm gonna do next week. Fucking Wes Barkley comes out with this new Rip City Shooter shirt. On the back, it has the kind of, uh, how the NWO had sixes, six ball in the back. This one had a three ball. And you can actually go to his merch table and buy just the shirt that has the three ball. I didn't want that one, because the front in says Rip City Shooters, but it's in the style of Cash Money Records. And i thought that was cool as fuck. so I, I asked uh wes at intermission i was like when like where can i get that one not this one that you have here which great and all but i really like that one he's like i should have him saturday so i was like okay I'm gonna buy one because that looks fucking awesome
1: well, yeah, i'll have to go check that out so like i saw the three ball one because uh Grumbetta had a, gotten a bunch of blood on him uh, <laughs> from a match that we'll talk about in a little bit and uh so at intermission he he bought that new west shirt and changed into it
0: and then the main event happened he got blood on it
1: yep <laughs> but yeah fucking... there was a lot of there was a lot of blood this night man
0: mm-hmm. no uh hell on earth heat i think that was the one yeah no hell on earth eight but still a lot of blood
1: yeah. that floor i bet those shriners were real happy with us son. On Saturday,
0: well, I'd figure they had to bring the COVID cleaners back in the special price ones that are more expensive because they got to get all the germs out and all the blood. Now, for this one, it's all the blood,
1: and we got to get all that blood off the carpet on the stage, too. But
0: I have very little memory of this match other than their fucking entrances. It wasn't very long, like about a little over 10 minutes. But
1: yeah, um, there's not anything that really sticks out, um, just you know. It, it, it was a match that was on the card. It, it, you know, I think that, uh, the spot that it was in was, was good. I think that it served its purpose of kind of be kind of being like a little bit of a, a cool down match for, for us before we go into you know, that two out of three falls match. So I think that all in all, I think it served its purpose.
0: Yeah. I think the only thing that I really remember is that ending of two Duke drivers in a row, and before the last one, he says, I'm sorry, I love you.
1: Yeah, that popped me.
0: Yeah. it was uh, the Duke pinning with Barkley for the win.
1: Little upsetting to see Duke get the win, not going to lie.
0: Somebody's got to eventually beat him for the Hossboot. That's the moment I'm waiting for. Well,
1: let's, let's give it to Tuan.
0: Yeah, uh, because also Tuan was screwed out of the, I thought it was a Hossboot match at last year's Rager. Because that was supposed to be a match, and then it turned out not to be a match.
1: Duke didn't want to work.
0: Duke doesn't work Saturdays. Well, he obviously does, but... <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. We got Katie Arquette versus Jocelyn Navarro. Two out of three falls match and pull up the length on this one. What about as long as the, the match before it? You know, about 10 and a half minutes. But majority of that 10 and a half minutes was literally one fall. The last not even a minute... Was the last one
1: uh i missed this entire match I'm not even gonna lie because i've i thought that this was going to be the match before intermission so i wanted to go to the bathroom really quick i figured with it being two out of three falls i was going to have plenty of time to go to the bathroom and to come back right yeah uh so i got caught at the door and talked to ed battis for a little bit on my way back to my seat and i heard the bell ring for that first fall and I looked and I was like, oh, "Okay, Jocelyn's up one nothing." And then I started walking back to my seat. And as soon as I got back there, the bell rang. And I was and I looked up and I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" So I missed this entire match.
0: Not necessarily going to skip over the match, but just getting into like kind of like how it ended. You had Jocelyn getting a pinfall on Katie, and then literally shortly after, like as I'm trying to fucking tweet that it was up uh, that Jocelyn was up one nothing. Fucking Jocelyn gets a second fall via referee stoppage. And Jocelyn was, you know, pissed after something great. She won, but, like, she was still going hard after fucking Katie. Like, I don't... I don't know if the... The feud's over. I mean, if you go by wins with Jocelyn getting two in a row, she now has more wins than Katie. But
1: she's fucking pissed. Still a lot of hatred there. Yes.
0: And I don't... I don't think we're going to see her until jail Technically, I know she'll be at the North Can show. Unfortunately, I will not be there. And that's not like a regular, regular show. But because I think I think she's she's working the Caribbean or something this weekend.
1: Well, yeah, that's great. forgot about that. I did hear that.
0: I mean, I enjoyed this match, uh, especially with with Jocelyn winning. But Katie is someone who even going up against Jocelyn, like she she still has like a good corner of the crowd.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, I. I mean, I've liked I've liked Katie since you know, I first saw her. I think the first time I saw her live was at the Akron show whenever she wrestled Jocelyn the first time. Uh, and I mean, I, I liked her, and I think that every time she's come back, I, I've seen more improvement. And she just like I think she's like keeps getting more comfortable with the adW crowd too. Because I know we sometimes we can be a little harsh. Uh, but I don't know. I think she's she's really grown on on the crowd and kind of won everybody over. I like her. I hope she keeps coming back.
0: I mean, I like her too, but I like Jocelyn more. But I still still like Katie. Hopefully, she is someone who sticks around Aiw. She claims that you know this won't be her last absolution. She'll be back for more. So hof- hopefully that is true. Just in, in a way to see this women's division grow. Like I don't know if we're gonna get to the level of where we can have the championship again, but just have it to where there's variety.
1: Yeah, and well, I mean, Jocelyn is getting on Twitter calling out Shayna. So.
0: <laughs> well, that's the the joke that I've made was I kind of want her to win Jailit, and then all she has to do is like go down to Orlando and like cash in, like <laughs> just bring the belt back.
1: Yeah,
0: but we'll, we'll see how all that plays out. Obviously, you missed a lot of of the match, so you really got nothing else to add.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go into the next match. Next up, we have Casey Carrington versus Dominic Greeny in a submit or surrender dog collar match. And you got Casey Carrington coming out to uh, with basically them being the Dudley boys of him, Brian Carson, and Jackson Stone. Casey is perfectly being Spike. And then you had uh, Dominic Greeny coming out to Fleetwood Mac.
1: <laughs> I love that song
0: <laughs> I I put it out on Twitter I did not listen to that album like all the way through until literally probably like a month or so ago and just last week alone I think I listened to it like three or four times like that is a great fucking
1: album yeah it is
0: like I've looked up like what are you know certain essential albums are like essential to have on vinyl and like that one is one of them like I don't own it on vinyl right now I don't own on CD only because I saw it at Walmart for like, I think it was like seven bucks, and I'm like, all right, I'll take that. And I can still listen to it digitally, but having like a nice physical copy is something I I do enjoy having. And yeah, like there's been like a couple times last week I I threw it on before bed and had my headphones on just listening to it. Like that's it's so, so fucking good. And obviously, like I know that's not a a hot take. It's more like yeah, duh. No. This yeah. <laughs> this is like pretty famous album by a pretty big band. It's up uh, pretty good, yeah. I just, it just, I'm, I'm really late finding out, finding out about that. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up listening to Fleetwood Mac, or like my parents didn't listen to him, so I had my own exposure, but still, still good. But yeah, this match, whew, Dominic Greeny versus Pussy Boy.
1: <laughs> Being over by uh, Dom's parents <laughs> for the, for any Dom Casey Carrington interaction is fucking gold.
0: Um, um, I, I'm not going to repeat some of the things that his dad said, but yeah. uh, I will say it was a, it was a fun time having having him so close by, especially during this
1: match. <laughs> uh, whenever they left, I sat down beside Stacy, and Stacy looks at me and told me everything that <laughs> that Tom's dad was saying, and then at, you know at a later point told me. I don't understand why all these guys' dads want these guys to do this particular thing. (laughs) Because he was saying the same thing about Chuck's dad, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I kind of had the same reaction.
1: (laughs) Ooh, boy, yeah. So this match, um, very fucking bloody. Holy shit, man. Uh, Dom looks really good whenever he bleeds. I love Dom, and I want him to be okay but he looks really good with a bloody face.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll say this though. When you really think about it, there's a lot of wrestlers that look cool when they're bloodied up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, so one thing that I do kind of have to like note on this match is, you know, I like the submit or surrender style dog collar match more than I like the traditional dog collar match Cause like, you know the dog collar match or the bull ropes. You know you gotta go touch all four corners. I like this particular uh, style of it of the dog collar match a lot more.
0: See, I I really enjoy the matches that you have to do touch the four corners. I think it's because it's one of those matches you don't you don't see a ton in wrestling. So when they like randomly yeah. they randomly pop up, I'm like, ooh, cool. But the way obviously the way AIW does it. That doesn't happen, which is fine. Like, the submit or surrender, like, there's been a lot of feuds in the AIW that have ended that way. Though, a comment that I made towards Stacy is, obviously, Casey did not study tape of Dominic Greeny. Like, I understand how tough Dom is, um, obviously one of the most deadliest wrestlers in AIW, but he has a weakness. He has a big weakness. We all kind of have the weakness, but... It's been exploited in a submitter surrender match. Casey, why didn't you try to catch Dom on fire? It worked for Bishop. It might work for you, but it
1: but it did not work for Tim Donce because Donce tried to light him on fire, you know put a bunch of uh, lighter fluid on him, and he said in the mic, fucking do it, Donce, light me on fucking fire.
0: I forgot all about that. Well, I think it's worth it would have been worth a shot for Casey to try
1: i I don't I agree. I agree. but. Yeah, it it only worked for Josh.
0: Yeah, this was
1: Casey, a, I was just Casey say, took a hell of a beating in this match too.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna say this was like this was pretty brutal too because this is the first time that I can remember in A I W history, like since I've been around, where they pulled up the canvas and the padding, and you just had the fucking
1: wood. Mhm. It's always a real good visual too. So, yeah, uh,
0: crazy fucking match. Exactly what you would expect with this. Though, you know, I we didn't get as much interference as I thought we would get with Carson
1: and Stone. No, but it was definitely still there.
0: Yes, still there, but...
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought they were, were going to be more involved as well.
0: Yeah, like, I pretty much thought it was going to be a three-on-one match. And Dom was going to need not- to have some sort of backup ready to combat that
1: yeah i was i was uh really prepared for this to end up being a six way you know a six man tag mm-hmm. um really happy that that's not what happened but i was going into this you know fully ready for for that to be the case
0: any any more on this guy because i got nothing
1: no no nothing else it was a great match
0: it was dominic Greeny making casey tap he picks up the victory and then after this, we went into intermission, but we came back to the match that I thought was going to start off the show, but at least started off the second half. Jollyville Fuckets versus Bitcoin Boys versus Members Only versus 2 Infinity. Nope. Unfortunately, Cheech could not make it. So he looked for a replacement. So instead of 2 Infinity and Beyond, we had the absolute legends two longtime AIW wrestlers, Colin Delaney with Lewis Linden. I kind of wish he would have brought back the pirate ninja, whatever you want to call it, but I was still fine with this too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Lewis Linden. (laughs) I mean, it seems weird to like have an absolution and not have Lewis Linden on the card. So, uh, I guess if, you're going to have anybody as a replacement for Cheech. Uh, Lewis Linden's probably your best choice.
0: And then also a uh, another special entrance from the Bitcoin boys.
1: Yeah. you know all of the students uh, you know looked great in all their uh, their uh, suits and you know, their nice clothes with the uh, 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 talk that absolution dress code in full effect. everybody looked great. And um, yeah, very special entrance for and J sponsored athletes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that when I saw a lot of these students walking around, like I thought they kind of look like, whether you want to call it like early 20th century FBI agents, cops, whatever, uh, maybe it's mob look, I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but it, it fit exactly what this entrance was. So I was like, oh, okay, so... I was supposed to get that five from them. Good. Good. Okay, cool. Yeah, wasn't this, this, this is what I'm thinking, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what they were doing thing, but no, they were, that's look, they were going for. I enjoyed the Bitcoin boys special entrance. Not not as elaborate as the Dukes, but still
1: good. No. Yeah. Duke didn't spend as much money on the Bitcoin boys entrance as what he did on his.
0: Yeah. They got the scraps.
1: Yeah. Maybe I should have my sponsorship dollars. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, shit, cut that out. I don't want them to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, th- this match was, I think, everything that we hoped it would be, everything that we wanted it to be. Uh, lots of chaos, um, a bunch of flips uh, and dives and just bodies flying everywhere. That's kind of what we want whenever we go into one of these like tag team scrambles, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah I was I was really looking forward to this match even with the the team change you still had two veteran AIW teams or roster even, actually even if not just with Lewis Linden being an AIW veteran like he's kind of a veteran in the tag division he's had a good amount of tag teams like he's in a tag team now He at one point people kind of forget he was in a tag team with Ethan Page he obviously had him and Flip Kendrick also, a long running tag team in AW. So, like these two made perfect sense in this match of having half the match being veteran tag teams in AW. And then you had two new yeah. tag teams.
1: You just reminded me that I missed Flip Kendrick. I wish he'd come back.
0: I'm wondering has, does he still wrestle? I would think not so, sure. but, but I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. Oh my God. Cage match has that Cheech was in the
1: match. Really? Yes. They didn't they didn't get the memo.
0: Yeah, I don't know where the fuck they got that. Let's see if God I kinda forget there was a good period where like Lewis Linden has also had a lot of single matches too, like in just the AW's history. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to I was trying to pull up a uh, Flip's Cage Match. Oh fuck. Is that so? According to Cage Match, Flip Kendrick's last match was at Built to Last. It was it was the number one contender four-way match for the AIW tag team titles. It was 2 Infinity Beyond defeating 40 Acres, the two members that aren't at AIW anymore, versus the Bitcoin Boys versus Aeroform.
1: Hmm.
0: And even uh, before that, like just, yeah, like he's only, he his last three matches were AIW. Bobblehead Night, oh. Hell on Earth 15, and built
1: to last. Jeez. Well, hopefully he comes back. I miss him.
0: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he, he's had a much lighter schedule past so many years. I have to. Next time I see Lewis Linden, I'm gonna to have to ask him about that. How, how how's Slip doing? Because there there was a time where he was uh, he was stuck in Canada, uh, kind of being kidnapped by uh, kidnapped. I forgot
1: by, about that. Yeah,
0: kidnapped by everybody's favorite uh, Canadian wrestler. Oh, God. Good old Teddy Hart. <laughs> I forgot that happened, man. And that was also, that was around the same time, and I even forgot that this happened. Did you know that Flip had two matches in TNA? I did not. Uh, One of them, was well, they were both for the TNA X Division title tournament. He won a qualification match versus... Dakota Darso? I have no idea who the fuck that is.
1: Me neither.
0: They haven't wrestled since 2018 and doesn't look like their cage match is, uh, they're the opposite of M-Dogs. Mm-hmm. Not a lot on there. And then, of course... Forbes, uh, Ma-
1: Forbes magazine, most least traveled wrestler.
0: <laughs> I don't know, that's a that's a 100,000 way tie with a lot of wrestlers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, uh and then he lost against, uh, Z in the first round. Yeah, and that's when he had to go by Flip Casanova. Okay, I, for, I, for, I forgot about that. That's so long ago. All right, back to uh, back to this match. I think, yeah, great way to come back to intermission from intermission, and I think the the young aW tag teams really showed out.
1: I definitely agree with you. Uh, everybody looked great in this match, but you know bitcoin boys being their first absolution uh looked phenomenal for their first absolution match members only those guys debuted you know almost a year ago yeah Um, and they they they're they're great like those guys are so fucking good i don't get it i mean i know that they had a lot of time in training but like even you know going through like covid like they had that time off where they couldn't even train and like you know be doing you know training and being in front of a crowd is so different but like they just seems so comfortable it's they're a lot of fun to watch i love it i mean
0: there were a lot of first time absolution wrestlers here people making their absolution debut this match obviously being a, a one of the bigger ones with bitcoin boys and and members only Cause like you said about how members only debuted roughly a year ago. And then the flip side to Bitcoin boys, they've, if I'm correct, they had an absolution match as singles, but it was later that night that they debuted no,
1: that, that night. They were working security because, uh, the, that was bunkhouse was bunkhouse. Uh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about
0: bunkhouse, brawl. You're talking about, uh, jock and Mance.
1: Yeah and then Bunkhouse Buck was supposed to come uh, was supposed to be there for that and his flight uh, was late and that's why he came out and did that segment later but earlier in that night um, Mikey and Eric were working security Okay. and that segment got thrown together at the last minute because Bunkhouse Buck finally got there
0: I'm thinking the show before Sakimoto takes Cleveland four-way Lee Moriarty defeats Eric Ryan, Eric Taylor, and Mikey Montgomery. And then even obviously mm-hmm. a little before that at obviously Little Guido's Beer Bash where you had the the debuting four way match with ironically two now tag teams. Right. Two tag teams that I would not be surprised if we see another match coming up this year. So yeah, I think I'm all for it. I think in my mind I was thinking the fact that we had like those two matches in a row where they're against each other and here we are absolution and they're being thrown together and maybe i was also thinking the fact that we saw the duke out earlier in the night and then he comes back out later with and then the bitcoin boys formed but nonetheless they formed at absolution and yeah still didn't have a singles match they were there they were on Mm
1: -hmm. camera
0: head stuff but yeah no no match so yeah any other thoughts on this
1: no Uh, i i think everybody looked great uh you know especially Especially the young guys, like you said, uh, Eric took that pounce from Team Money really good. Um, it looked it looked real nice. I'm still a little upset that uh, we didn't get to see it on Calvin. though. I
0: wanted Calvin and Mikey, not Calvin. Did I want Calvin? Yeah, I wanted Calvin. For a second, I was like, did I want did I want Malcolm? No, it was Calvin. See the father and son bonding time.
1: Yep. I yeah. think Mikey would have flew if he took it too. <laughs> I mean, hey man. It, Eric looked good taking it.
0: It was Malcolm and Calvin both pinning Colin for the win.
1: I'm happy for those guys, man. That was was a hell of a hell of a match.
0: Fuck yeah! Let's move on to the next one. Pretty Boy Smooth versus Isaiah Broner. We're getting into two back to back grudge matches, and. Pff, this I mean this kind of went the way that I expected it to I do want to compliment PB on his what I think is his new attire at least we haven't seen the IW like a white and cream mix
1: there's a lot of guys that had real nice attire this night Mm -hmm. very like you know that big show feel Mm -hmm. this was this was one of those matches uh going into the night that I was really excited about uh you know I, I love Isaiah broner just like the rest of us do I like PV um, this match a lot, for some of it felt like very clunky um, but all in all I think it was a good match uh, the thing that I think really stands out to me the most was the way that PV plays to the crowd as a heel mm-hmm. um, like that that fake out that he did you know he told everybody in the front to move because you know like he was gonna throw broner into him and then threw Broner into the ring and flicked everybody off. You know, just like little things like that, just perfect. And I think I think, uh, I think that there's a lot of room for PB to grow as a heel, and I, I'm kind of excited to, to watch that process.
0: Yeah, see what happens when you slap Jocelyn Navarro.
1: <laughs> she was hilarious being down there in the front row for this match, too.
0: Yeah, so that, that I noticed towards the beginning... Like she didn't just jump in the front row. Like she was kind of somewhat in the crowd, and then giving giving about another minute or so, she's sitting front row, yelling shit like "fuck you, PB," Mm -hmm. (laughs) shit, fucking great.
1: You got a "fuck you, PB" camp going.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was some fun ass shit. That's the thing I love about Jocelyn as a whole. Like we talk about Big Tuan doing stuff like that. Jocelyn's pretty good for it too like when me and charlie went down to owa for good trouble there was like a match or two where like both juan and jocelyn were like reacting to it yelling shit like that's a one one two punch that you don't think about
1: yeah yeah you're right we just need to get uh like set those two beside of each other and then have a camera that just faces them the whole entire time so that we can watch them watch wrestling
0: find the right match and get them both on commentary doesn't have to be AAW. Oh I'm just talking in general.
1: <laughs> it's pure entertainment.
0: This one went under ten minutes, but yeah, fucking Broner uh, gets the win.
1: That's hilarious, t- man. Sure, yeah.
0: Fucking still stands tall. I'm looking forward to see what you know the next year in holds in store for Broner. He's, I think, when we're we're talking year end stuff and. 2023 predictions his name will be thrown out a lot should be nothing else on this match
1: um I mean, not really it's the only the only thing i can think of broner debuted in the aiw in what like september
0: i swear we have this conversation yeah. like well,
1: I mean, no matter what it's yeah, less yeah, than yeah a year, and that guy is already i mean he's so over with with the aiw crowd and the opportunities that he's getting uh NAIW are huge I mean you think about it and you've got guys like you know Kaplan who this Absolution was the first time that he's had a singles match and he's been in the company since 2015 you know Twan Tucker I think this was his first singles match at Absolution and he's been in the company since what 2016 2017 mm-hmm. you know so you have all these guys oh no, no, no. In it the-
0: wasn't big Twan's first cause, uh- 2019 him versus MJF opened the show.
1: Oh, yeah you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, I mean, so you've got, you know, I, I know that there's other people that have been yeah. in AIW for, you know, a length of time that have not had a singles match uh, on, you know, they've not had a singles match of Absolution. And here, here's Broner under a year, and he's already, you know, in a highlighted feud uh, at Absolution. I think that that's that says a lot for for his talent and i think that says a lot for his future in the company as well
0: his debut in aiw to this show 10 months to the day Shit. he debuted september 23rd last year and he's he's done a lot i mean granted he hasn't won every match but being able to have on your you know your resume ooh damn looking at his his uh 2022 like some of the matches damn i didn't, i kind of didn't realize there was this many but nonetheless still to have a match versus Minaro suzuki and a match versus eddie kingston granted losing both of them but easily some of the biggest matches of the year in aiw
1: mm-hmm. yep i mean both of both those guys that you just mentioned were the main guests for those shows too mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge spotlight for for broner and- yeah it's just there's a lot of momentum and i uh, i just I, I you know i i hope he carries it you know it, it continues on with this momentum. i think he's got a, a really great future in the company i mean in, in wrestling in general mm-hmm. but you know in aiw specifically you know, great future
0: all right let's move on to the next one make sure i did say isaiah browner pinned pb smooth okay now on to the next one <laughs> Kaplan versus Tim Donst. Okay, this was not previewed because I'm a dumbass, and I will take full responsibility for it. Even though we will like to blame Jayhawk and Jay Gold for my WTV guide, but I was going by kind of like what I normally do: go by the Wrestling Cheers Facebook page, where I take all the graphics that Aiw uh, posts and I post them directly in a album there, so I'm able to like scroll through it. Well, that match hadn't been announced yet. Now, you could be like, oh, that was an honest mistake. Well, number one, the match was announced. We knew it was happening. And I and I still actually still have it here in my office, still standing in front of me. I have a notepad that had every match uh, that was announced written on it that I wrote while we were reviewing AIW 3D, which includes Daunts versus Kaplan. So totally fucked up. But I will use the excuse that I didn't want the world to know that I was excited for a Tim Donce match. <laughs> and let the record show I started a Tim fucking Donced chant. Think about that. I started it. Of all
1: people. You used to be the one that led the sucks part of that chant.
0: There was a point where I was the only one yelling the sucks. That's like that's fucking Turner's Hall days.
1: That's before my time.
0: Literally like the only person yelling because like, everybody loved Donst. Um, let's I mean this this was a crazy fucking match. Beat the piss out of each other. Like I, I expect from Donst and Kaplan both had great promos. Kaplan's went to another level. My exact reaction was, and I didn't put this online, but and I thought I hated Donst.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> the promo got dark.
0: And, that last little bit was just,
1: oh, damn. Yeah.
0: I think even Nick Gage was like, damn, that's too far.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> Nick Gage even said, you know, cancer didn't kill him. I, I'm going to. <laughs> Dude, whenever, whenever I was watching Kaplan's promo and mm-hmm. it got to that part about Don's family, um, my, my jaw hit the floor. I, I'm still kind of in shock over it. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. That was like some shit that I didn't even fucking know.
1: I knew about it. That was, I mean, that, like I was, I felt like pretty public stuff. Like I remember, you know, whenever all that stuff happened, uh, I, you know, I found out on, on Twitter and, uh, it was, you know, through, you know, people in our community that I found out about it through.
0: I might've forgot about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things I think that um, I just try not to like. I try not to think about it, and I try to like you know, have yeah, that. I don't want to. I lo- I love these guys. I don't want to know. I, mean, I I told Chase one time because he gave me his business cards. I was like, man, I hate knowing you are not need. You know, I don't. I don't need to know about all the stuff that's going on in these guys' personal lives. You know, outside of the ones that like I'm, you know friends with personally, but, like, uh, yeah, stuff like that. I don't need to know. But a good storytelling, I guess, for for this match. That
0: one thing that we got to point out: this had a really weird ending.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Curious to uh, if we hear conversation on the AAW podcast about it. I'm I'm gonna guess there's going to be one this week, but it was it was I don't remember exactly what happened with the pin, but it, it seemed like Don's won because like his music hit right away. And then Dunn was like, or even I should say, Steve guy announced that don's won, but Dunn was like, "No, Kaplan wins."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the finish was really funky. Um, I don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, yeah, I was. I think we were all pretty confused. But the match itself, um, I thought it was really good. You know, it wasn't very long. Anytime i see Kaplan in a match, I, I cringe the entire time. Uh, every single time he does anything, I just, you know, I feel bad for him. Uh, I got to try some of his beef jerky on Saturday, too, and it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the finish of this match was It was really weird.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting to hear what AIW says. I think it kind of... It sucked the life out of the room because we were just like, what the the fuck was that and selfishly uh, i hope this isn't the end
1: of these two or well with the way that everything ended with them it would almost seem like it's not and i'm you know i'm not talking about the finish of the match just you know the, the way that uh everything ended as they were starting to kind of go towards the back whatever. uh going through the handshake and and Don spitting in, in Kaplan's face and then Kaplan kind of going after him and Don's retreating behind the guardrail. I, I feel like there's there's still a lot left that you can do with it for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I hope we see, I mean, not just at these two, but like, give me more of Don's DIY. Never thought I'd say that, but, you know, since how we only saw him twice last year and we're almost to one year, or we almost had one year without him. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm now welcome to Donst uh, being A.I.W. a little more me, maybe we can uh, get our money together to get him some new attire because he literally had like every, like when you think of regular Tim Donst that we saw 2019 this is the same Donst duct tape boots um, I don't know if he has the singlet anymore but because he's going more now basketball shorts and uh, t-shirt with cut off sleeves but then again, as I am I'm gonna pull it up, I I really don't think Tim Downs wrestles as much anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't hear too much. I mean in that, that promo that he put out, he said that he you know he takes was taking some time off to get his head right. So maybe that maybe that's legit.
0: Since his last AIW match, how many matches do you think he's had? Like in between the two?
1: So you're saying from the end of July last year to absolution.
0: Yes. And of course this is see, what's on Cage Match because he could have had more. Two. Close. He had
1: four. Okay. None too. How does he work? Um so I don't feel like I like see him being promoted for too much. I mean I know you said he's not really wrestling anyways, but I mean,
0: about two months after uh, Nightmare on North Elm Street, he wrestled at H two O and then two of his three other matches for a company called shp sean henderson presents mm-hmm. so i don't know much about that but that that was in new jersey both of those shows were in new jersey and then he had a match versus dr cube at oh uh, kaiju big battle yeah so not much from uh from Dawson that year
1: mm-hmm. It's like you know really coming in on that legends contract you know
0: here's the crazy thing in between his two previous AIW matches on cage match he had three and that was only a matter of fucking uh three months
1: jeez yeah, I, I like Don's I'm cool with him coming back I don't I don't know I, I don't know that I need to see bounced every month but you know every other month every couple months I'm cool with it
0: yeah. Oh, hell. Even if we had, like, let's say he's on every single AIW show from here to the end of the year. Seems how much we haven't seen him lately since the last absolution. I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I said that. Me. I still can't believe it, man.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, it was, uh, yep. Like I, I kind of mentioned that, you know, Kaplan pinned on for the win. Still kind of confusing, but it was what it was. On to the next one the aiw tag team championships were on the line bulking season versus pme and bulking season coming out to not not only with i should say legion of doom inspired shoulder pads but their japanese entrance music of black sabbath iron man
1: so whenever i went to the bathroom during the two out of three falls match you know how there's like that curtain you know as you're walking to the bathroom i, I saw the, the shoulder pads there mm-hmm. and i was like it's like oh that's cool i wonder who's doing that and then i saw uh like on my way uh back to the uh, venue area i saw that there was two two things shoulder pads i was like oh that's really cool i wonder which tag team's doing this and then you know balkan season comes out and i went oh this looks great
0: it was kind of teased. I think a little bit on Twitter and then Arthur called into at odds with wrestling and teased it where it was obviously going to be Legion of doom inspired entrance, but I wasn't sure 100%. And then also what exactly they'd be doing, but shoulder pads and their black Sabbath entrance was, it was perfect. And it's been asked online since, since then should they keep this or go to their old one or previous one? I should say. Sounds like uh, Black Sabbath might be here to say. We'll see how that goes.
1: That's my vote. But
0: this match was everything it needed to be. To me, that sounds like it's a knock, but it's not. Um, To see what bulking season has done, you know, since they've debuted. Like, we talk about the Bitcoin boys. Like, look at these two and being put together. They weren't as good of a fit as the Bitcoin boys were. Like, uh, being able to, like, go together. They Mm -hmm. made it work and slowly but surely really especially during covid like took it to another level especially with fucking chuck stone like i love arthur i'm not gonna be some stupid ass troll account on twitter that's gonna disparage arthur love arthur but
1: yeah, there, there's no hot soup here
0: yeah because this is an actual podcast and not a bullshit excuse like oh, so this is this was going to be a podcast. Oh, I might still might do it. Fuck you. Anyway, but yeah, I'm not going to sit there and talk shit on RD. but the, this killer instinct part of Chuck that came out last year has been fucking awesome. And that's what I feel like put bulking season to this other level and endeared them to the crowd. Personally, I mean, yeah. I I did want the main event to be the ones that beat PME, but I lo- I do love the story here with with Bulking Season though.
1: Yeah, um, I I've always liked Bulking Season, but c- coming back from COVID, you know, bef- before uh, those surprise shows that we had in April last year, um, if you would have asked me if I you know if I saw Bulking Season becoming tag team champions, I would have told you no. And even after those surprise shows, I you know, still so much improvement. And, you know, it's really, you you look at what those guys did during COVID whenever they were traveling to, you know, small shitty outside shows just so they could work. uh, Doing things like that really paid off on Saturday because those guys have gotten so much better coming out of the pandemic. And just the way that they've grown together as a tag team the chemistry that they have together is insane. And I'm kind you know, I, I'm kind of with you more on, you know, the Chuck thing. I love Artie, Don't get me wrong, but Chuck is like the legit powerhouse of that team. He's the one, you know, doing just kind of the more insane moves. To and I mean, that backbreaker is fucking brutal, man. man. Um, and I, I like how they've incorporated that law into the backbreaker, so that they can have a, you know, like a more of a tag team finish. And, um, you know, I mean, Art, Artie's grown so much as a as a wrestler in, in the ring as well, and just this it, it, Saturday was everything that it needed to be, and I'm I'm so happy for those guys.
0: Yeah, because uh, get into how it ended. It was Arthur pinning Marino and then bulking season becoming the new AIW Tag Team Champions. Tremendous celebration. Uh, Chuck Stone's dad was very excited. Very. This was another match where we had to hear our wrestler's dad say something a little weird, and you go, eh,
1: okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but hey, you know, PME, I, I know that whenever the, the Heel turn first, first happened. A lot of people weren't really sure about it. Uh, pme really has grown into that heel role, and I think the they're really starting to find themselves in that. And you know, you just at the end of the day, you know, you just got a big up to those guys because you know they carried that tag team division through the pandemic and you know through this last year of. You know, as as AIW has done such an amazing job building some more of this homegrown talent in the tag tag team division, and bringing in some other tag teams, you know, like like the main event. Uh, You know, PME has really carried that tag team division. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you still got to give you know big ups to those guys. Yeah,
0: really happy for Bulking Season, and uh, might have something in the works with Bulking Season here coming up soon. Uh, before we got into the main event, we did have uh, did have a little segment. Uh, Matt Cardona came out and gave up the A I W Absolute and Intense Championships through this. Uh, Matt Cardona said that he he was picking the stipulation to the main event, and it was going to be a no ropes barbed wire match. And there were a lot of people that kind of complained about Cardona and his promo and all this kind of shit. But really, it was. It was to fill time while they're taking off all the ropes and then adding all this barbed wire because it's not just something they can throw up so easily. So it it took some time and then there was still a little bit of time available. And this is where I took my Johnny Gargano figures out to the car because I bought them towards the end of intermission. So I didn't have enough time. But yeah, uh, anything to add on Cardona's promo.
1: No, because honestly, I didn't pay any attention to anything he said. Um, as soon as he said that it was going to be no ropes, barbed wire, or I mean, as soon as he said that he got to pick the stipulation, and I saw all the, all the students come out and start taking their ropes off, as soon as those ropes started coming down, I knew exactly what was happening. So my eyes just never left the ring, and I completely tuned him out and just watched Pedro set up that barbed wire. Watching Pedro set up that barbed wire is like a show in and of itself. Yeah, and that guy does such an amazing job. Like, I know he's not going to hear this, and you know, I, like, he's gotten a lot of braise on Twitter. And I know he's not going to see it, dude. Pedro is like, you know, seriously, like, you know, the unsung unsung hero of of AIW, and uh-huh. you know, everything everything that he does for the company is. You know, just, I, I love that dude to death, and watching him set up the barbed wire and just you know, how uh, I don't know that shit's interesting to me. I thought I was only gonna see one no rope barbed wire in my life, and it was that you know, the one that we got to see in Indy with Josh and and Matt. So I I was I was getting geeked for this.
0: Let's move on to that main event. Derek Dillinger versus Joshua Bishop in a no ropes barbed wire match for the AIW Absolute and Intense Championships. You got Ziggy coming out looking like she's straight out of midsummer then you got uh thumbs up for bishop
1: thumbs up for bishop uh, Ziggy did look great um that midsummer inspired gear was awesome uh, derek wearing the you know with the white perfect i loved it perfect for a no rope barbed wire match too you know
0: mm-hmm
1: and, you know, JB just being the madman that he is, coming out in his regular ass trunks, just ready to let that barbed wire rip apart his skin. My God, dude. <sighs> he didn't
0: wear a lot of white, but he did have a fresh, uh, how do you put it, a fresh patch of bleach in his hair. <clears throat> so, so it was nice and, well will start it off, nice bright white.
1: Yeah, um... You know, JB and Derek are both. Uh, you know, like I said about Dom earlier, two other guys that look really good with a face full of blood, mm-hmm. and the you know the blood go- going into Josh's hair with that fresh bleach too. Dude, so so, just like such good visuals. You know, S- so good.
0: I mean, at the end of the match, it looks like he just has bright red hair.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. And, i mean these two guys are fucking madmen. men like, the two most insane people that you could probably put in them put it in a ring together like i thought i thought matt justice was crazy you know mm-hmm. but like dude fucking derek dillinger and josh bishop is a feud that i want to watch over and over like that is a match i just want to keep watching like you know we we were constantly excited anytime Matt and Josh had a match together, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the same feeling that I have with with Josh and Derek. like I just want to watch this one over and over again,
0: yeah, that means well, I was gonna say the ending. I don't know if I want to get there just yet, but this God, this match was just fucking insane, but i I expected brutal that's what i what I expected from these two. Like even before this, like this stipulation was announced, I knew it was gonna be fucking crazy. But you add in that stipulation to this match, fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just absolutely brutal.
0: Any other thoughts on this match?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, a lot of blood. Uh, it looked like a crime scene. <laughs> um, just carnage. So much carnage. So much barbed wire. So much blood. So much broken shit. I mean, 10 out of 10, would watch again.
0: It was Josh Bishop pinning Derek Dillinger to regain and become the new AIW absolute and intense champion.
1: Thumbs up for Bishop.
0: Thumbs up for barbed wire.
1: Hell yeah, give me more barbed wire. You know, I think AIW has brought out the like the, the bloodlust in me because I didn't realize how much <laughs> I loved like hard, hardcore matches and shit until I started going to AIW shows
0: man, if this match was like this, what the fuck is rager going to be like,
1: Oh my God. I still can't believe that they did this match at the shrine. Like, you know, I mean, not that I would expect to see it at the Odeon either, but like at the Odeon, I feel, you know, that's something I would see at Tadmore shrine. No barbed wire. Never, never thought that this match was going to happen.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you got to find a way to end, end this feud. Got to, well, it's just got to end the feud, but like for it to be Bishop winning the title in Akron,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he was going to go through some shit. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that, you know, we finally got Bishop back being champion. Now, how long is that going to last? No fucking clue. We have Shaylet right around the corner. We have Russell Rachel also right around the corner and more people are going to be in line to go up against Bishop. So this should be interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, uh, overall with this show, uh, there was a lot of AIW homegrown talent mm-hmm. that, was fe- that was featured. You know, you've got a lot of students and people that have come through the AIW uh, Academy uh, that were featured in matches on this night. And that is, uh, that's huge. Uh, that's a, a long way from, you know, that absolution 10 main event where Mm. you know you had the dudes on tv versus team aiw and in that match was only one student whose name is redacted and now to go in and where what was it every single one of these matches had a student at least one student in it um i I I mean i'm basically yeah, pretty much because almost almost all of these matches had somebody from the academy that was featured in it in the first so,
0: in the first match you got Chase Oliver, Bradley Rose, and TKD. Second match, you have Big Twan Tucker. Third match, Wes Barkley. Fourth this is where it gets kind of like iffy. You have Jocelyn Navarro, but she also did wrestle before coming to AIW. I will before uh I should say going to the academy. Like she wasn't yeah. one of the the students that started off there, but she got better there.
1: Right. Still still a product of the Academy.
0: Yeah. Kind of, kind of the same thing with Casey Carrington, but you did have Dom in the match, so that he did come out of the AIW Academy. Obviously, with the four-way tag match, half the teams were, were half the match. Two of the teams straight out of Academy. Uh, Pretty Boy Smooth falls kind of in the same line that Jocelyn did. She He did wrestle before coming to AIW, but got some finishing and got a little bit better there then you got kaplan and then actually look at it like this i didn't this is you brought up a great point the last two matches pretty much all the AIW students yep now pme did start somewhere
1: before they were at mega they were at mega first yeah just like jocelyn but still i mean still products of the academy and i mean i think that that is a huge testament for aiw as a company The uh, amount—I mean, dude—I've been coming since you know 2015 was Absolution 10, Mm -hmm. Um, and that match had a handful of students, and so in five absolutions to see the amount of of people that uh, have come through the academy that were featured on this card—that I think that's huge. That that's amazing. Uh, You know, kudos to uh, Dom. You know, especially as as trainer there you know mj pro Derek, all the work that those guys do at the academy um you know and then you know our crazy cult leader john thorne for uh having the faith and all of those guys to put them in featured spots that's huge
0: you know we mentioned um absolution 11 earlier and if i'm correct no no i think i had something all planned out and it turns out that wasn't the thing damn it I thought that, or no, I mean, I could be right. Absolution 12. I was right. Wrong fucking Absolution. That was the Absolution debut of both Derek and Josh. Derek only debuted in the company, no match. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh debuted in a match. So 2017, these two were just starting out in AIW. Derek also had experience outside of AIW too. He was, he was something for a while, got trained by somebody else. But I remember seeing Derek the next day. He wrestled for OCW, and I remember telling him, welcome to AIW. And since then, what they've both been able to do, and now main evented an absolution five years later. Like, you can go back and look look at that card from five years ago. You know, Dominic Greeny versus the Duke, Frankie Flynn versus PB Smooth, Britt Baker versus Swoggle, Lawler versus Kingston, Ethan Page versus Sean Schultz, the original version of No Consequences versus Matt Justice, Jollyville Fuckets and the Young Studs, Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim, Joey Janela versus Name Redacted, <laughs> To Infinity and Beyond versus Crazy Pain versus the Ninja Elite Squad, which was Facade and Flip Kendrick. See, we just mentioned him again. And versus DJC and Laredo Kid, main event of that one, Donst versus J.Pro pro versus Lewis Linden versus Tracy Williams. And of course, the return of Nick fucking Gage. So in five years, these two managed to become something. Imagine what the Bitcoin boys will be in five years. Imagine what bulking season will be in five years. Imagine what some of these students that didn't even have a match on this card will be in five years.
1: Yeah. Like some of those students that were a part of uh, the Bitcoin boys entrance, like, you know, what are yeah. we going to be saying about those guys in a couple of years?
0: Any uh, final thoughts on Absolution?
1: No, no. Just, you know, overall, absolutely an incredible show uh, from top to bottom. Um, you know, and like I said, all those students, you know, I, it, it feels good because, you know, we've got to watch, from the start of those guys' careers. Um, so watching them on the biggest show, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's all incredible for me. I, I loved every second of it. Can't wait to do it again.
0: Yeah, it was great to have this type of show. I agree with a lot of Thorne's sentiment of not just wanting to throw together an absolution last year. He has taken the time over the last year to build some of these matches. And far as I understand, some of the matches were thrown together at the last minute, but being able to throw something together like Kaplan versus Donst, it still made fucking sense. And I was still excited for it. Yep. And now we're on to the bill Alfonso hardcore tournament and starting a whole new year leading up to Solution 16. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go?
1: Uh, same as, as always, uh, I have a catering company called Smoke and Jays Barbecue. Follow us on uh, the socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram at smoke and underscores BBQ, uh, Facebook.com slash smoke and Catering. I just posted our new catering menu um, I think about a month ago. Uh, so go check that out and uh, you can use that uh, discount code cheers to get ten percent off your order. And uh, yeah, other than that, I mean I think as of right now, I should be there on Saturday. So unless something crazy happens, I will be seeing everybody in Jefferson.
0: We will definitely be there and hopefully more on that before Saturday. But, of course, you can find myself at Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com. Slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listening to find podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music or Podbean, Wrestling Cheers.com. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, it's Evolution Baby, the IndyCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, GameWorks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mikes, X Over Podcast, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toyhayo Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you're a pussy boy. Later. <laughs>